getting your vision board done because truth be told i still need like two or maybe four more you know different visions and magazines be it free 99 or ones that i gotta go find over at the magazine shop or at walmart to be able to get everything done but my vision board will go up by the end of the weekend well here's the thing i had a vision board that i put on my phone because the actual board that i had i felt as if i wasn't actually paying attention to it every day and looking at it every day and so therefore i wasn't being reminded of what my vision was so i put one on my cell phone on my screensaver and since i'm looking at my phone throughout the day every day it was a constant reminder so since i've accomplished some things i need to update it with some things that i want to accomplish next year so that's something i'll do but i always type down my goals for the current year and the following year. And so what I want to do differently this year is actually putting pen to paper and writing it down, praying over it, meditating over it. And something that I've learned that will take it a step further is each of the goals that I have, getting into the feeling of what it would be like once I have that. Okay, so, so, so more like a, a actual visualization process absolutely so really getting into the feeling of you already have it so if i put i want alexis for example maybe one day scheduling a test drive and even if i didn't do that really get into the feeling of if i get when i get this car not if but when speaking those things as if you already have them what does that smell like what features will i have all of these things and getting into the feeling of it and so that's something that you can do that I will be doing to help take things a step further. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people that look at it, regardless if you consider it meditation or if you consider it visualization, um, speak it, believe it, receive it. I think that's one mm -hmm. that Deontay Wilder tends to say, but we've heard it, you know, not only in the churches, but by, you know, uh, what do they call those good people? Life coaches and motivational yes. speakers, this, that, and the third. Um, not everybody has the imagery, the imagination mm -hmm. to be able to to do it that way. Some people do have to just go pure task style or get the images direct. And mm -hmm. I want to go back to your point about having it on your phone. That mm -hmm. is truly like the the blend of pure millennialism. And I'm not calling you a millennial because you, you've got way too much uh, vigor, energy and focus, as uh, they would say, most millennials don't. And that's not a swipe because we got a good chunk of listeners on For the Taste that are millennials. But to I've got like the mix, you know, with my vision board. It's in my closet because that's mm -hmm. the one place I know I've got to start my day every day. And it's on a wall that I know I have to see when I get my clothes out. If I'm traveling, which I do, you know, pretty frequently, I do have an image of it on my phone. So I'll do the mix to where if I need to after and I don't look at it every day when I'm traveling. You know, if there's a couple of days that pass or if it's been a difficult week, then at least I can go back to my phone and be able to look at the picture and be able to pull it up. So to hear that you keep it on your phone, that is, I'd say, a tip that we'd want to probably give to some folks if they were going to actually start to figure out a way to do a vision board or to start to set yes. goals. Because the, the whole thing about when it comes to typing out your goals, if for some people that works out tremendously, I can't stand having to type stuff up, even though I'm pretty good at being able to create and generate documents. So it's mm -hmm. similar to watching TV or reading. I do it so often for my line of work that the last thing that I actually want to do is read a book or the last thing I want to do is type up a project to just put out my own goals. If anything, I'll write it in my terrible left-handed chicken scratch 
and then you know maybe get it into imagery and pictures and then put it somewhere however you can get your focus of what you want to do in this upcoming year figure out a way to do it and it doesn't have to be overly detailed and don't get paralyzed by seeing people you know having these elaborate boards or having 14, mm -hmm. 15 goals or saying that they're going to do things that may not be in your space right now. Just because you can't get to it in this moment doesn't mean that you have to freeze up and not start a moment for yourself. And some people just get stuck in not wanting to get past that because they think that they have to keep up with how somebody else's image or visual for their life should be similar to the ones that they're walking through. And the thing is, you have to be intentional. And it's about your life, your race, and what you want and what the vision is for your life, which is what we're coming up on 2020 and the perfect vision, right? So not just if you're using a vision board, not just cutting and pasting images because they look nice, but what does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. So if you put a car on there, what does that mean to you if you got this car? And what would you do with this car how will you take care of it what will it do for other people so making it bigger than just you so really tying it back into why why do i want this why is this going on my vision board so it should be something on there that really ties into your purpose and what you want to achieve and not just pasting or using a thumbtack whatever your technique is well, for I, this vision board I, I go old school and i roll the tape and put it behind Tape? Yeah, tape. You know, scotch. Okay. You know, scotch. Okay. Not to be confused with the okay. beverage that I'll probably have one. <laughs> no, because, you know, glue, I, I can't go to elementary school. And I know they got the glue sticks now, but, you know, just get mm -hmm. the old school tape. My mom used to do it all the time with our, our Christmas labels. It seemed like instead of just buying labels, she would take the other piece of wrapping paper and, like, cut out little squares to be able to put to and from on. And then just get a little piece of tape, bam, bam, put it on the back. So that's where I got I it used from. a cork board and some uh, push pins, and that was easy enough. See, I wasn't trying to draw blood on myself, but I get you. Again, oh. how, however you got to do it <laughs> to be able to put your vision together, you do it. You know, and we jumped into, you know, this piece on just the vision boards going into 2019, 2020 that I really didn't even give you the proper introduction for this episode of For the Taste. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening in to this episode of For the Taste show. Before we do anything else, let me give you the heads up of making sure that you follow at For the Taste at Mr. Duncan 4, BK Norris 13, my guy Bino, who will be on the next episode that is recorded in 2020. I want you to all, you know, give a round of applause to this evening's guest. She's a returning guest to the show. She's now done it live. And now, unfortunately, we got to do a remote just because she's down in the ATL. But there's a reason why she's burgeoning success is because she went her own path on the East Coast. or I guess you say the Southeast to be in Atlanta. I was probably one of the grandest things that I did in 2019. Top 10 was being able to see my cousin down in Atlanta the late fall. You know, do you call September fall or is it kind of like beginning winter? Because you know, it's like a tweener. We all know. Global warming. End of summer. End of summer. Okay. Um, the back end of summer, you know, I got to go out there and, you know, hang out with my cousin for the day. And since that time, you know, she has achieved some things that, you know, even makes her cousin proud. The recently graduated master's from Savannah State, correct? No, sir. That will be Kennesaw State. Okay. I mean, it's like 72 Georgia schools out there. I mean, it's, a, it's in the same state. You're yeah. close. You're yeah. close. Uh, Georgia, <laughs> Georgia State. Georgia State. GSU. Uh, salute to the good folks at, at GSU and the recently MBA certified 
Ms. Makia Thomas, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. That made my heart smile with that introduction. So yes, I am finally finished with my two-year grueling, challenging oh, here we go. master okay. program. Hey. Yes, it was all of that. And extra <laughs> sauce all onto it. No, you, I, I understand. Nah, that was the sauce that came on it. <laughs> well, since you're, you're just recently getting out, what would you say was that initial moment that you felt you knew that you had completed your program? That's where we'll start with. I felt like Kevin Hart. I was like, what now? Because for the past two years, my life has been a running to-do list. Every day, every month, every semester, I've always had a to-do list of homework, papers, projects, class meetings, on top of working my primary job and a part-time job and having a social life. So a lot of my time wasn't my own. So this last semester, it became more real, like, okay, well, what am I going to do now that I don't have school? What am I going to do with all of this free time? It's a new season again for me. So that was the thing of goals that we were talking about is what am I going to do to be more productive with my time? So yes, I can watch and catch up on TV shows, but there's so many books that I have that I haven't read that I want to read. So reading books, working out more, traveling, doing different research. So that was the thing of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with my time? That was really the main thing that I've been thinking about. And it still feels kind of weird. I don't have any homework. So I guess it still almost feels like I'm maybe on a Christmas break. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm it, still trying to figure that out. It takes a little bit of time from going through that MBA process to to getting back into, I guess you would say, the swing of just normal reality. Uh, I'd still mm -hmm. say that the best thing about going through, if you are in academia and you decide to go to an MBA program, is to get out for a little while and try your hack at the real world, as they like to say with the air quotes. People that tend to go directly from a BA into an MBA, they don't get to experience that life work balance that you have to try to find a way to make work and mm -hmm. be able to appreciate your journey that you went through on your MBA program because you, you didn't experience real life yet. And I'm not saying, you know, this is not a overgeneralized statement, but it's just a statement of I think that you should have to experience different pieces of real life before you go back into education because it'll give you a greater appreciation once you get your education. And I've always felt that way because when I was an undergrad at Clark Atlanta University, that a lot of people wanted to continue on from undergrad to grad school and skipping work. But what I found in my grad program all of us had some time between undergrad and grad school. And so we've all worked in corporate America or had our own businesses, had life experiences. So that helped with the classroom and online discussions that we had, bringing in our experiences into these conversations. The degree that I got is in healthcare management and informatics. So me working part-time at an oncology clinic, using some of my experience there, has helped educate other people in my program and other people experiences have helped educate me as well. So having that world world experience that you talked about really does help. And so you're 
MBA was in, say that one more time, because I, I just got, it was in the health field, but I don't, don't want to make sure I butcher it since I already yes, messed up Georgia it's a State. Mouthful. Uh-huh. It's Kennesaw State. Okay, yeah, Kennesaw State. It's my fault. <laughs> yes, no worries. And it is healthcare management and informatics. And sometimes when I say informatics, people are like, okay, well, what is that? So put simply, it's healthcare IT. Okay, I thought it was going to be like after mathematics, like salute to Dr. Dre and them, but it's cool. Okay, informatics. No. <laughs> okay, so IT yes. infrastructure in the healthcare space. That's what you're into. Yes, okay. exactly. Well, I mean, wisely enough, that is a booming industry because we've got a whole lot yes. of folks that are about to gray out of you know jobs and our baby boomers are aging out. The gen after them aren't too far behind. So it is somewhere to be able to get your hands into. As far as in you know Atlanta, since that is the booming part of the Southeast, Black Hollywood, everything else people want to call it, how is the the industry in that healthcare space? Is it somewhere where you can find you know business opportunities to be able to grow, or you have to look at moving to a different place? Well, as of now, I'm not open to moving, but of course, if there's another opportunity, that I will. But we have the CDC here, which is headquartered here. Uh, we have Emory here, uh, so there's a lot of opportunities here. The last semester, I worked on a project. So I was a project manager with Wellstar, which is a large community hospital here in Georgia, and worked on the project with um, compliance, barcode administration compliance. So there are several opportunities. And I don't have to go the traditional route necessarily as far as working at a hospital such as Wellstar or Emory. I've also have looked at and open to consulting opportunities. So it doesn't necessarily have to be more traditional in terms of working at a hospital, but you can do something with consulting, working with healthcare companies, for example. So with the role that you would like to see yourself in, since I know that you've already visualized it, what would be your next steps that you would look at? with this new opportunity? So my next goal is I recently got a certification, a Lean Six Sigma certification. So the next certification that is on my to-do list for January is a project management certification. And that's something that I see myself doing is working towards deadlines instead of sales quotas, which is what I do now. And in the consultative, you know, in consulting role in a consulting role project management something along those lines which is why i've been looking at some of the big four companies for opportunities okay uh, what would be the big four for the folks that may not be health uh, i was about to say health club uh, health industry inclined yeah so that would be like ey uh, ernst and young accenture for example deloitte those type of companies gotcha gotcha all right well you know just off your education it seems like just having that weight be taken off of the getting through the process and getting through the struggle like am I going to make it I'm going to be able to get it done to now be like oh like you said what's next now how am I going to pursue my next you know year my next two year my next three year that's where the fun starts to really kick in at so you're about to be in some exciting times cousin yes and I this is really where it's grind time so I'm a part of some organizations and so now is looking at their calendar for the first quarter in the next couple of months and making sure that I'm at these events, networking and connecting and asking people, hey, this is what my background is in. Help me or guide me, put me touch with someone, help me 
figure out what companies I should be looking at and guiding me so I can get on the path to working in my field full time and making that full time transition. Well, you know, besides the fact of being another young black professional that is going out there and handling her business, uh, young black female professional in the greater Atlanta area, you my kin folks. So I'm obviously proud and well done. Good lady. Thank Uh, you. When I catch up with you here in the next couple months at that destination in Arizona, I'll have a drink with you or a toast to you at that moment. Absolutely. It would be a lot to celebrate that day. That day. <laughs> true indeed. True indeed. Now, since we were talking about celebrations, you know, the last time that you got around your mother was a celebration of life. Rest in paradise to our relatives in Louisiana. This one will go out to um, our aunt and Uncle Roach, passed on to some things that we will keep in the space. Nothing too crazy, but just they lived a, a hell of a life and, you know, Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Father Time is undefeated. But how was the experience being around your mama and my mama down in Louisiana? It's always a good time with my mom. As you know, she is definitely the comedian of the family. And it's always great to have my mom around during those times because at that point, my cousins, they had lost their mother and their father two days apart. So you mourn your father and your mother's sick and then two days later she passes. So that's a lot to absorb, especially during the holidays. So with my mom being who she is, she showed up true to herself. And when I tell you she had everyone laughing, smiling, just lifting spirit. And I think that's truly her gift. Um, And your mom, she just is there to make sure everything's running smoothly. Everyone's doing what they should do. And she's just so chill. And she's just like, laughing at everyone so it was great the thing that's unfortunate is that our family typically gets together when there's two occasions one someone getting married which you are next year and two when someone passes away so i would love to see our family get together more often outside of those two occasions and i know we've done it you know sometimes with thanksgiving and uh we had the party at the fourth of july a couple of years ago but um it was great to see family that you know, neither one of us had seen in a long time. I hadn't seen your mom in a while. So despite the occasion, it was just nice to be around family because that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Definitely. Definitely. And you brought up that, you know, our family, one of the few that we only get together for weddings or funerals. Truth be told, a lot of families are like that. And as we get to the back end of 2019, the beginning of 2020, life takes up and it consumes you. You know, in in paths of a a tree, you know, they branch out. That's just part of the seed. If your parents do it right or even half right, the branches are going to go. And sometimes they grow and they create their own fruits. Thing that you have to try to remember is that these moments, they become fewer and farther between as you age because of time and because of responsibilities Mm -hmm. and just things that come up. So it's no excuse for you not to at least if you're lucky enough to have a parent that's, you know, within earshot of you. And I mean, earshot of drive, you know, of a a CD. Damn, I just aged myself. Um, An album that's streamed. (laughs) A Uh, tape. Yeah, tape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If you can drive with an eight track to be able to see your your relatives, uh, especially if it's your mother, you know, do your best to at least be able to catch up with them on a weekly basis. If not, you know, a little bit more if you can or 
communicate with them. You know, your father, same thing. Any yeah, of your relatives, my mother, father, grandmother, they are people that I talk to regularly. My dad is more about every couple of weeks. Yeah, that's He's typical more daddy. like, hey, check in. Mm. Exactly. And mom and grandma, it's like, well, I haven't talked to you in two days. What's the problem? It's like, okay, calm down, Suge Knight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> calm down. So with them, it's different with our relationship. They definitely want to hear my voice a lot more often. And I, that would be something that I would try to do a little bit more is calling them more. I know sometimes they call me a lot more. But now that I'm out of school, I can't you know, make an excuse like I'm doing homework. So being more intentional with those relationships and coming back west to make sure that I see them more often. Now, you had said with your board that you had put destinations, visualizations mm-hmm. of, you know, being places. So you were visualizing being back in Vegas in 2020 on one of your trips? Absolutely. I haven't been since last Christmas. I haven't been all year. So definitely coming back. And something I've always wanted to do was come to Vegas and be a tourist. Now that I moved back to Georgia when I was living in LA I would go every other month or so but now it's not as often so every time I come it's like a new city to me and it becomes more and more foreign in some aspects I want to come to Vegas and be a tourist for once like actually stay in a hotel and have a spa day and live as if I didn't grow up there and experience it from a different set of eyes. Yeah, those times used to be fun, you know, when I just wish that I'd had a few more ducats in my pocket when we used to do it, but we were in school. You know, you come back Mm -hmm. and you just, in some ways, you got to hang out in the city a little bit because you weren't living there. Right. You know, now being back for so long, when you do do a staycation, like, oh, that's cool. I still know that the house is 25 minutes away. So to have that experience where you can come back and you're older now, done things, you've seen things, and you can afford to not be staying over at the do drop in, you, know, you might as well do it. With you being in Atlanta, you said that you're not going to go anywhere anytime soon because there's plenty of opportunity there. Let's get into the Atlanta movement. This weekend that we're actually recording this particular episode, there was a lot of activity that was going on there. You guys had football games going off. There was boxing with, yes. with Tank Davis out there. They had yes. had all the stars out, you know, in Black Hollywood and just the entertainment folks was out there moving. And then you got New Year's Eve, which basically seems like it's a five day party down in Atlanta during this time of the year. How is ATL right now, even though you may or may not be getting out in the streets? Yes, I definitely am way behind on getting in these streets and I have a guy friend he's always keeping me in the know so it is so much to do here and I don't think you can ever get bored here because as you mentioned it's always something going on we have the boxing match this weekend uh, earlier this month I was working the um, football college football championship fanfare event it's always something going on so that's one of the things that I like about living in the city is that it's nothing short of something to do whatever you like to do whether it's outdoors indoors sporting events whatever well I will say from my adventures out there with you I can't remember the name of the place you probably remember it but it was as far as the event, probably the most fun that we had during our trip down there, and it was just to go get brunch. Yes, Miss Icy's Kitchen. Yeah, salute to Miss Icy. That, Icy's. Is one that of my was that was fun. Brunch spot. Whoever working over at Miss Icy's, if you hear this pod, 
Miss Icy, if we can get like a half lemonade, half iced tea, some sweet tea on the free next time. I'm kidding. We'll make sure we pay some for it. Some grit on yeah, the hey, side. Hey, that whole spot, that was fun. That was, that was an experience. And I have not seen anything similar to that in any of my other travels throughout the year. So with Atlanta 2020, you know, it's about to be another Olympic year. What would you say are some of the big things that you know about going on in the A in the next couple months? Because you said Atlanta's always got something going on. They do. Uh, nothing big that I know of. I mean, the biggest thing we had this year was the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than that. In the region, we have um, NBA playoffs. It's something going on in Florida, my friend asked me about. So that would be like a road trip from Atlanta. But typical stuff I would say going on is concerts, which is what I love to do here. But other than that, there aren't any big events that I'm aware of just yet. You know, the thing about the Atlanta movement is that there's always a movie premiere. There's always going to be some kind of show. And once that weather pick up, Atlanta's known to have just random events drop in. So you you're in a good city. It's a city that, yeah. you know, it's gotten the seal of approval for me to go travel. Better have. She enjoys going there, too. So it, the city kind of sat. We got good folk down that way. Plenty of content creators that we got to catch up with. So it's a, it's a good location, man. Warren, it's good welcomes on me. Now, well, I would love to have you back and we can try another brunch spot. All right. Uh, I'm up for it. I'm good to go with it. Now, as you set yourself up for your 2020 vision, I want to go back to this visualization concept. If you were going to try to explain to some Somebody that wants to start on that path, three things that they can do to work on their visualization for 2020 from Miss Key's perspective, what would they be? Three things that they need to take away to create it. Yes. Uh, one that I spoke about earlier is knowing your why. Why are you looking to do or have or be certain things that you want to create for the next year or next decade or whatever your time frame is? Some people don't have a time frame, and that can be it too. Is this just for the next year? Is this your three to five year plan? And really uh, focus in on that. What's your time frame? Two, what's your why? And then I would also say three is being very intentional and really knowing what you plan on doing to make these things happen. So for example, one of the things that I want to do is be more intentional with my health. And that's very broad, right? And so when I write my goals down, I break it down in categories. So you have to be very specific. So mental health, what am I gonna do for my mental health? So that could be exercising. That could be having a self-care day, fall day. Um, off keeping up with my body and exercising. So I need to be, Again, specific, what am I going to do to be healthy? Well, working out three days per week, being specific and having these goals that are measurable instead of saying, you know, I'm going to lose 50 pounds and work out six days a week. Well, if you don't work out one day a week, it's you're going to fall off the bandwagon pretty quickly. Exactly. So do something that is measurable and knowing your why and then picking your time frame and then going after it. And of course, if we all get off the bandwagon, then just keep going. Don't beat yourself up on it. Right. It can be a moving target. Some of my goals I've had from this year will go into next year, but at least I've had a way to measure myself 
this year towards these goals that I've had. Yep. There's um, we had a brief conversation about it over the weekend that there's things even on my 2019 board that, you know, I didn't get to. So it's a visualization that nobody's perfect, that you're not going to complete mm-hmm. all of your goals, but also to just be able to know that some things are continuous and to not kind of knock yourself down that you didn't get everything done. You know, there's 365 mm-hmm. days in the year, 366, depending on like this year coming up. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to accomplish everything during those days. It seems like you got a lot during those that actual calendar year, but You know, sometimes things just happen in the mix of it and you will get knocked off of your path for a day or two or a week or two. You know, things happen, but to be able to try your best to know that you can take something that you really should have got done in 2019 and push towards in 2020, that's fine. Accomplish it. I would also say if you can have an accountability partner. So like for you with your fiance sharing these goals and it's in the closet, I'm assuming you share a closet. So she sees these goals and so they may become her goals too. And so she's invested just as much as you are. So for somebody else like myself, where no one really sees the goals, but sharing with someone that I know that will hold me accountable. If I say, you know, I'm trying to lose five pounds before this event and they see me eating donuts and ice cream and eating grits, then it's like, okay, wait a minute. That's not going to help you lose the five pounds. So if you can get an accountability partner, I say that would be great as well. Truly. Truly. And that does give you a balance, a yin to the yang. If you've got somebody that can at least say, hey, you know, what are we doing? You know, or what are you right. doing as part of, you know, finding yourself somebody that you can actually trust will be able to to tell you when you need to get things back in order. Yes, so, absolutely. Good on you to at least have those focus. And thank you for sharing that with the good folks. If I was going to ask, what do you see yourself doing as far as for your personal self-help because you said that you know might be a spa day or something what would be some things that you guarantee that you know that you're going to do here in these next couple months which would be like damn near half of 2020 catch up on the two years of sleep i wasn't getting yeah that's, that's a fact you, you lose that when you go through a grad program you don't get the same kind of sleep yes i'm like ooh, i could take more naps and not feel guilty but really getting more rest i had a lot of late nights and early mornings so resting uh, is definitely one of the things that i want to do and then continuing the same things that i've always done having my nail appointment uh meditating uh when the weather is warmer here exploring the city going bike riding hiking so getting outdoors is one of my goals next year traveling new experiences one of the things that was on my list a couple of years ago was to go to grand canyon and antelope canyon okay and i overslept and missed the tour bus so now that you're getting married there i was like that's the perfect opportunity to go and experience that so writing down going back to the goals and visions, things that I want to do. So those are some of the stuff that is in my self-care exercise, being around people that are good for my spirit and soul. That's all in there. And of course, there's a lot of things that I'm missing as well. Therapy sessions, if needed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah, Mental mental health. Mental health is key. Absolutely. Because people will try you every day. And sometimes I need help to navigate these people. But knowing that you got somebody that you can go talk to and feel comfortable with being able to go speak to. So if there's anything to be able to say is as a PSA again 
on this episode is if you feel like you need to go talk to somebody, go talk to somebody and yes. find resources to be able to go talk to somebody. And even if you can't find anybody to immediately go talk to, then write those things down or speak them into a note. Find that time to be able to find somebody to express them to. Right. Mm-hmm. That's really helped me through this year is having that as a resource therapy to just let it all out because I don't want to wear out my friends and family with my stuff. And sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to navigate through my thoughts and forgiveness of myself and others. And having that accountability partner and the therapist by saying, okay, well, let's unpack this. Okay, now we've talked about this several times. Now let's see how we can do better moving forward. And it's a lot more easier to digest because sometimes your friends could be a little harsh and you're like, wait, hold up. (laughs) So that's really helped me with going to that person because for me, I don't, like I said, I don't want to wear out my friends and family and everyone else is so busy. But of course, if there's things, you know, I can definitely go to my friends. But if I'm having an ongoing issue, with unforgiveness, for example, then I may need to go speak to someone that can help me navigate and overcome that and give me the tools to do that. That's part of the evolution of maturity of at least knowing that I may not have everything figured out. So in these moments, I might want to go talk to somebody. And it doesn't mean that you've got to go and speak with somebody on a weekly basis because some people may not need that. And quite honestly, some people's health providers may not make that affordable at this point in time in our society. Mm -hmm. But there's those moments where if you really do feel like you've got to, then go do it. Other times, find your faith, find your focus to be able to get you by in between those times. And, you know, again, nobody rides this journey perfect. There's nobody that's zero in the game of life, regardless how many times they lie to you on the gram. So it's okay to be able to say, I've knocked myself down. I've done things that may have gotten me into a way where I can't figure things immediately back out, but I'm going to figure them out. And it's okay. Be okay with trying to figure out your best version of you in 2020 like be okay with not being okay and being willing to figure out what you need to do to elevate your spirit and yourself and your mind and so that's really helped me this year because it got to a place where i was consistently not okay yeah. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, no one particularly pissed me off. I didn't have a bad day at work. It was just waking up in the funk every day. And I'm like, okay, this isn't normal. You know, like, you want to swing on somebody every day. Like, that's not normal. <laughs> that's true. Some days it's, it's understandable that you might feel that way. But again, knowing that you had to go talk to somebody to get yourself out of that space, that's big. And it's really helped my spirit this year. And I haven't had to swing on anybody. So it's really helped. And it's kept money in your pocket. <laughs> You know, so good on you. Exactly. Yes. So that will be some of the things that I would continue next year for uh, self-help, self-love, self-care. As far as destinations, you know, what would be the one that really, I know you said that the Grand Canyon and Antelope Canyon, uh, Mm -hmm. I know that you made a travel to Morocco, you know, so if there's there's a place to go overseas, is there somewhere that you're targeting for overseas? There's so many places. One thing that I do want to do next year is plan a graduation trip. So I have no idea where I want to go. So I love to eat. So I've been basing it off of what kind of food do I like? I love Mexican food. So I'm like, okay, I have to go to Mexico. I love Thai food. I've been thinking about Thailand. I don't know. I haven't pinned down a place yet internationally that I definitely want to go to next year. Um, Stateside, I've been thinking about Hawaii. 
I'm going to figure that out. But um, one of the other places that I do want to go to is Charlotte. I have a friend in Charlotte I haven't been. So I know it's more so a lot of stateside trips that I have in mind. And I'm still figuring out my 2020 trips. I, I could have gone on a retreat to Thailand. And there was another one for Greece. I don't know. The world is my oyster. And I just put it out into the universe and just see what happens next year. Who knows? I may meet somebody and they take me on a trip, get flewed out. Hey, there you go. I get now, a woman that just got through her education sitting there saying flewed out flewed out yes no <laughs> however that journey goes I have nothing but guaranteed approval appreciation for what you've done this year and what you've done in all your other years there's people that keep an eye on you from out here on the left coast um, as your family and I'm one of them I'm truly again just truly proud of how you came through on the other side of things and continue to crush it cousin and make sure in 2020 you keep up with us on for the taste as far as what your journey is kind of like a follow back on what you've done with your vision board your visualization you're speaking it you're believing it and achieving it and just letting folks know how to be able to prepare for their next year since because you already was talking about you looking at writing down things for 2021 so let's just work on getting people to start focusing on 2020 first and then we'll get them to start looking at 2021 once they check in with you a few times as we clear out i want you to let folks know how they can be able to find you out there on the social medias to be able to see your evolution your journey your growth and follow the movement that you're doing down in atlanta yes you can find me on ig at key that's k-e-e underscore element k-e-e underscore element and that's pretty much where I go and share funny stuff on my stories and I'll post a picture here and there. But yeah, that's where you can follow me and see what my journey is like and what it's been like. And then over under four bottles of Hennessy being consumed at your New Year's Eve party this evening. I think I'll be sipping on some say tonight. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> here we go. That, see, that's that's so end of a decade right there. At the beginning of the decade, every, every Negro wanted to be sipping on Hennessy and now y'all want to get fancy and start sipping say at the back end of the year. A salute well, to the Douce boys, gift, though. So I'll be sipping on it for sure. That You know, that's a fit. $60 bottle so I'll be sipping on it for yeah. sure yeah, it'll have you on your ass too you have too many sips of it too quick again folks while you're out there be safe know that you are appreciated it is admired what you do you are loved and for the good folks that listen make sure that you follow at for the taste continue to listen to all of our episodes that we've posted for the last couple of months for 2019 and for folks that were willing to give us an opportunity to provide them with content for the last four months as we transitioned from our prior adventures how we did this podcast i greatly appreciate it Uh, to my co-host bino norris you know as we get things going in 2020 we're going to have some very fun stuff that we're going to put out there and to all of the people that were on our prior episodes from you know the prior eight episodes i don't want to make sure i miss anybody but i know i can get everybody between the brothers bowman uh ken folk down to bino uh, to the homie lou rawls larry charles i know he was on a prior episode to my guy ricky kid who's on an episode i appreciate you guys all and uh, we appreciate the quality culture conversation that you guys bring along for us so we make sure that we're going to do even greater opportunities to bring those kind of conversations to you in 2020 i'm truly humbled to be able to sign off as this is the last official episode of the 2020 i'm sorry 2019 episodes of for the taste for my cousin miss e thomas for bino this is cj y'all be safe merry new years and make sure you stay away from getting arrested because you ain't gonna be able to get out until thursday all right 